Hello and welcome to this special episode of Storied San Francisco. We reached out to our Season 2, Episode 38 storyteller, Uncle Damien Posey, to see how he's doing. We wanted to hear his thoughts on race in the city and the current uprising for racial justice. Here's Uncle Damien. I can speak to just the generalization, you know, the racism that takes place in San Francisco like it takes place in the rest of the world, you know, uh, as far as prejudice and stuff of that nature, you know. I ain't never had nobody call me a nigger in San Francisco, mm-hmm. but they, you know, I've been racially profiled. You know, uh, I see a lot of um, prejudice uh, when it comes to jobs, you know, um, stuff, you know, when it comes to uh, some clubs in the city, you know, uh, even, you know, having work security at these places, you know, it's because I work for them and I'm cool, you know, uh, you know, Caucasian owners think that, you know, I'm cool enough to say something like, you know, don't let the hip hop dudes in or stuff like that. Not necessarily saying black, but you know what they mean, what they insinuating when they say certain things, certain words, or like, look at them, look at the, you know, with his pants sagging or his gold chain or something of that nature, even though uh, uh, black culture has engulfed the world and you know, if you said that with your eyes closed, you would never know because shit, it could be, it could be a, a, a white dude, it could be a, a Filipino, they all looking the same nowadays almost, you know, in certain parts, uh, you know, of the, of the world, of the, you know, of the USA mostly, you know, um, I've seen stuff like that, uh, experienced that. Um, like co- coded stuff, right? Coded stuff, coded stuff, and I think it's like um, you know, I just get into it. You know, me being, uh, you know, uh, African American male, and 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 it's it's hard to understand, but me being a larger black man is even worse. You know what I'm saying? Because you know I'm six feet, three hundred pounds. You know, always been. Kind of, kind of big for my size, you know. Uh, and you know, if you're a big black dude, you are definitely a threat. And and, and you know, it's crazy now that I think about it. It's like nobody has said that to me. Like nobody from my other race has said, "Man, you're a big black dude. You're a threat." But it's felt so heavily that you know it. Like any big black dude knows that you know other people look at him as a threat and it's been rough for me as i you know in my later years um because you know as you know me now everybody knows i'm uncle damien i will be the first person to help you you know what i'm saying over anybody i get there faster than the police and the fire department you know what i'm saying uh but you know, for a white lady, uh, a, 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 a Caucasian couple, a, a, a Chinese, 
um, lady walking down the street, she doesn't know that. It's automatically uh, get in defense mode, tuck your purse, lock your door, all that kind of stuff, you know, and, and, and that shit hurts, man. You know, uh, I mean, now it hurts because I have more empathy. I have some feeling before when I was younger, I didn't care. I don't, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Be, yeah, be afraid. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? And I think like, you know, um, some black people exude that energy on purpose. Like, you know, you might see, you know, like in, in the communities, we have something that's called the mean mug. You know, you pretty hip, you know what a mean mug is. You know, that look you have in your face and it's like, you know, it's part community hood stuff. Like, you know, I've been through a lot. Don't mess with me. I don't want to mess with. Like, I just look at my face. Don't F with me. You know what I'm saying? It's part of like to keep the battles uh, of the hood away. And But it's also like, you know, for, for, for anybody else, because, you know, as much as African-American violence likes to be spotlighted out against each other and uh, against other people, we are the most victimized people, you know what I'm saying, ever. So it's like, you know, you are afraid of, you are afraid of the, the monster you created, you know, and, That's the, you know, that's the realization of it, you know. Um, now, I'm not giving people an excuse to act a fool, be looking crazy, mugging people, scaring people. But, I mean, you know, we got to be empathetic. We got to be understanding. I mean, the times are now, like, let's ask these questions. Why is this white like this? And, you know, and, 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 that's the, and that's the big thing. Like, you know, I need people to ask themselves, like, why, you know, why are people like this? Why are they doing this? Like, why are you, you know, the racist? Why are you racist? Why do you hate black people? Like, let's let's just start just start getting to the root of it. Oh, because me, you know, uh, black people do this, black people do that. Why do they do that? Let's get it like you know. And if people really, everybody has their thing. Like you know, nobody's perfect. You know, I was talking to that about something like you know. Uh, you know, with my brown brothers and sisters, which the black and brown solidarity is getting heavy and I'm loving it. I've always been about that, you know. Um, uh, but, you know, we we have, everybody has their cultural differences, you know, like, I, I don't know if you've ever lived next to like a poor Latin family when they're like 10, 20 deep in a house which is cool, that's their business, you know, but then like on the weekends or like something, like some, I was at one player every night, they played the music hella loud, like, you know what I'm saying? And, and was like partying all the time. But that, and you know, that irritation, that, but that's part of their culture or whatever you're doing, or the kind of music that they, that they, that they like, like the banda. I mean, I'm, I'm blessed, you know, uh, to uh, have knowledge of the world and, and like a lot of different things. Like I love Latin music. I love banda. You know what I mean? I don't know if you know what banda is. It's like, you know, mariachi bands and be having the big bands and like, you know, every orchestra, every <laughs> every instrument in the orchestra yeah. rolling with them, you know what I'm saying? Like I love that. You know what I'm saying? But somebody else, especially like black, they might not understand it. Like, man, 
all that woo woo, but at the same time, same token, we sat, we rode around like you see, you know, like even myself sometimes. I'm like, man, this food is crazy. You know, he, he he got the music in there, like slapping, like you got this little car, you got like 800 speakers in it. You know what I'm saying? And you just like, you, you can't hear nothing. You definitely damaging your eardrums, you know, type situation. But that's part of our culture. I mean, a lot of Latinos do that too. You know, they got the low riders stuff like that, which I love. You know, but everybody's got their thing. You know, uh, I don't know what complication people thing is, but I, I, if I thought hard enough, I would know. But everybody's got their thing. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, our differences is what makes us great. But people are using our differences to make us hate each other and like you know what i mean stuff of that nature it's the same thing with, with cannabis you know i'm a champion for cannabis you know and a lot of lies were told about cannabis you know that helped perpetuate a, a lot of racism against african-american like oh they're smoking weed and they're raping white women and they're going crazy so let's add to it so we got to stop we can't weed's got to be illegal and we got to arrest black people and kill them and do all this kind of stuff so it's like you know it's a whole lot that goes goes into it, man. But like I said earlier, you know, I believe that, you know, our differences is what makes us great and we should unify. Like I wouldn't even I wouldn't even like the world if everybody was the same. Like if everybody did the same thing that I did, you know, because yeah. I did it, like I wouldn't that shit that shit would be whack. You know, it's man? boring. It's boring. Like I love I love other cultures. I love other people. I love seeing like quick fun fact about me and that I tell people that shocks people. I don't know if I told you, but do you know what my favorite kind of music is that I like? So uh, let me give you the backstory on it real quick. So as you know, from last time I was in prison, I did 10 years in prison. <laughs> While I was in prison, I did around 17 months in a hole. A hole is a prison inside of a prison. Uh, you know, maybe the next podcast we can talk about why I went to the hole. <laughs> but uh, um, while I was in there, uh, I did some things that I'm not proud of, you know, um, being manipulated by the CEOs in there, but I had, I had got a radio and I was listening to the radio and, and I just got tired of listening to the local radio station because it was just AM, FM, you know, I got tired of listening to um, um, regular radio station. So I was flipping around and I found the station and I hope it's still going. I can't remember the dial. I don't know why I can't remember, but it was called Music of the World's People. And I used to listen to that and I just like, you know what? I'm tired of listening to the same stuff. I'm going to listen to something different and find what I like in it. Because I like music. I like tones. Like I like rock and roll music too. Like certain parts of it I don't, but I like that guitar riff and I like the drum. So, you know, if I can find certain parts of it, that I like, I can eventually like the whole thing. So I used to listen to the show called Music of the World's People, and they had like different DJs come on every two hours. And they just like, I think it was like a free radio station. People just come in and play what they want, people from their homeland, like people from this part of the country. And they come in and they play their hometown music and stuff of that nature. So, and this is where I found my favorite, and it's crazy, what I love and my favorite kind of music is Celtic music. From Ireland, right? From Ireland, yes. I love I love Celtic music, man. They tell a lot of stories in the music, and it'd be like it's different. Like it's kind of like rap because they be talking about some gangster shit too. Sometimes mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. and, and they rhyme. 
and they rap and the way they do it and just I just like how they they flow and be like dun, 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 and like you know what I'm saying and then they be breaking it down on the little instruments and just like you know I be listening to that on, in, in my car when I'm by myself you know and and those those differences among us make us great man and we need to learn how to uplift those things in us and not let those things divide us you know um, you know and I think that everybody's entitled to their opinion you know um, some things are just like humanly right I don't know if humanly is a word <laughs> you know what I mean it is like, now you know right right you know what I mean you know what I mean you know, some things are just like, you know, basic human rights, like, come on now. Like, you know, it's not it's not right to treat other human beings like animals. It's not even right to treat animals like animals, depending on who you're talking to. Right on. You saying? So, and that's been a big thing. Like, you know, people are saying, like, people are going crazy, go crazy if you do certain things to certain animals, man. But we see certain things happening to actual human beings, you know, it's like, you know, uh, come on now, you know, right. come on now type situation. Yeah. And kind of like another come on now was like, we're in 2020, man. Come, come on now. Is, is <laughs> we still racist out here? Is we still like, you know, don't, don't, don't we know that, you know, <laughs> You know, it takes all the type of people to make the world go round. It's already, it's too late. Like, why are you being racist? It's over. It's already hella black and white baby. Like, my daughter's mixed. My, the mother of my daughter's German. She blind eyes. You ain't, you ain't gonna get no whiter than my baby mother. She, she, she clear. Uh, what's going on now is like many have said, and uh, eventual buildup of just like, you know, enough is enough. Uh, it's definitely, you know, because I, 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 I don't like to be, so first of all, let me say, I'm a self-sustained individual. So like, you know, my opinions are, are my own, you know, they don't completely reflect my organization, Us For Us, or Uncle Demi Speaks, but me as a person, you know, um, I feel like part of it is definitely some bad leadership, you know, of the country. You know, um, you know, I'm not going to give that no energy, but you know, that's usually where things start, man. People are going to look to a certain because you know, the masses are sheep. Even the leaders, you know, need leaders. I'm a, you know, I'm a quote unquote leader in the community leader, but I look to other dudes like you know, like you, you know, uh, Sean Richard, Rudy Corpage. You know what I mean? Big Rich, you know, those guys, you know, uh, Theo Miller, you know, uh, Kyan Baker, those, those guys, you know, are, you know, leaders, leader, leaders, leaders, you know, and so, you know, people, you know, are looking to the leadership of America in, in this country and other countries and are disgusted, you know, for a certain degree. Some people are disgusted. And the funny thing is some people are inspired. Some people are motivated by our leadership. You understand what I'm saying? But they're motivated, in my opinion, in the wrong way. You know, um, I can't say directly, you know, but you know, they just found two black men, uh, 
hanging from trees in Southern California. Right. You know, uh, I believe that's from a lack of leadership, yeah. you know, a false leadership of, of the country, um, you know, and so that that's what the, that's 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 what this is. Is like a you know, being that all this is going on, and 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 I've been in in, in the fight, you know. I've been in the fight. Uh, you can go back on my Instagram or on my Uncle Damien Speaks page or my Once a Much Now Mentor podcast page and see, like, you know, you know, I was here five years ago with Mario Woods. You know, I, I was one of the people who, you know, supported the Frisco Five against popular, uh, you know, uh, opinion. So, and it's like, here we are again. And it's, and, and it's crazy because it seemed like you know these things happen in bundles when they when when they happen, um, um, and you know because around that time it was like Alex Nieto, Mario Woods, um, I think uh, 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 Mike Brown, you know uh, Trayvon was like right before that. It's like you know, so it's like man, and then you know. Similar things happen, you know, just like things, similar things happened in 92, man. The cities burn, people revolt. And then it's like, you know, somehow, some way we get back to business as usual, you know. But the difference between this one is this is on the backdrop of COVID. So everybody was sitting at home and, you know, um, and then it's just like, you know, if you got nothing to do but watch, like, and you watch, that video of George Floyd, unless you are not a human being, unless you're not a person with any type of feelings at all, like that, I don't know if that's possible. It's impossible for you not to be affected by that and understand that what happened was wrong. You know what I'm saying? Was wrong. So, and, and it's like, you know, you're not feeling, and we just like we got more bolder people, and like I said, because of the leadership, people are already upset. People are already ready to buck. You know, so it's that, and then Benny, you got the other people on the other side that are ready to, you know, fight for whatever you believe in. Like, you know, I don't know um, if anybody's higher power or whatnot, but if you believe in angels, you have to believe in demons. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, there's going to be a force for quote-unquote good and a force for quote-unquote bad, you know, evil, you know. And in my opinion, anytime, anytime you are teaching hate, you know, perpetuating hate and prejudice uh, against another person, you know, without even knowing that person, that's evil. That's evil and that's bad. It's not, it's not good. Yep. It's not good, you know, and, and, and especially if you took an oath to protect people, you know what I'm saying, and to serve the people, you know, that's doubly bad. That's what people don't understand, like, oh, you know, black on black crime, this and that and all that, and that's true and that's real, and I don't mean to speak past that because that's real, and that's definitely something we need to be marching for and fighting for as well, but... uh when I was in the streets or the gangbangers, I know the oath they took was not to serve and protect. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They took a, they took a whole another oath. 
So that doesn't make it okay. That doesn't make it okay, but you don't expect them to come in and help or to, you know, uh, you know, do anything, you know, positive. So it's not like, you know, when a police officer arrives, you have a, a hope that, you know, that they're there for a righteous cause and they're going to do something righteous. Like initially, like that's how they try to put their image out. But that's not exactly what happens all the time. And that's not what they were created for. If you go to the history, I mean, I'm pretty sure like everybody's a scholar now on all of this stuff because it's like you have to learn yeah. and you have to like it's in your face. You know what I mean? So I, everybody knows that the police were created as uh, a slave catching patrol. You know what I'm saying? And how they treat slaves and all that kind of stuff and what they did and everything. And it hasn't and it hasn't changed. You know, people are familiar now with Willie Lynch and the Willie Lynch letter. Maybe a little bit because you got to get a little bit deeper with your knowledge. But this is the stuff that I've studied, you know, for years. And you know, you know, I'm a, I'm a workhorse. I'm a warrior. Like I'm just out here. Like I don't got to be. You know, I speak and everything, and I drop the science. You know, from time to time, I I motivate more. But you know, I don't be like all the stuff that I know. I you know, I uh, I was at a Glen Mill School for Boys, which was a, was a boys' home for all the baddest kids in the country. They sent me to in Philadelphia. And you have to you have to have a job there. My job there, I was a library, a library library aide, and uh, you know I did a lot of studying while I was there, and a lot of I watched all of the eyes on the prizes and the civil rights and stuff like that. So I had learned a lot of stuff from there. So I've been known quite a lot, you know. But Willie Lynch was uh, I would say he was a slave owner back in the day, but he was more than a slave owner to me and knowing that he did he was like he was like a, a, a oppressor pro, uh prophet you know what i'm saying he was like he was like the devil he was like the devil's jesus you know what i'm saying for like he he wrote the book on how to oppress he wrote the book he was one of the people who wrote the book okay you know he wrote he wrote a letter called the willie Lynch letter you know how to train a slave how to keep like like you know there's a short version and there's a longer version i guess like deep and a lot of that stuff is still going on to this day i want to know where you're drawing your strength from these days and and or what you hope let's say the next six months the next two years what's going to happen on a on a wider scale so two, I, I, first and foremost, I draw my strength from my higher power, you know what I mean? You know, who, who has no name. You know, I just got a personal relationship with God. That's, that's my, you know, uh, I, I, I've uh, studied several different religions and stuff of that nature, but, you know, I, I get my, higher, uh, my strength from, from my higher power and from my youth and from my community and the stuff that I see every day. Like I see every day, like, it's COVID going on, it's racism, it's all kind of stuff. It's, it's homelessness, it's joblessness, all kind of stuff going on. But these people out here that I'm with are still pushing forward. Like they have to keep going. So I have to keep going. As long as they're going, I have to keep going. Like I can't give up until everybody like gives up. If everybody's like, hey, fuck it, we quit. I'm like, oh, we, are we done? Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, you know, uh, you know, but if there's one person, two persons that's still like trying to do like, uh, you know, because it's much needed because, you know, I know the pain that 
I felt. Like a lot of stuff drives me from the pain that I felt. You know what I'm saying? Because I went through a lot and I just me trying to uh, make sure nobody else, especially young people, had to go through that without any guidance or support or feeling like they're not supported. Because that's all Uncle Damien is, is, is support. You know what I mean? Like I always say, I'm not a role model. I'm a real model. Don't do what I do, but I can help you get to where you want to go. Because I'm not really, you know, quote unquote, successful at anything. So, you know, but, you know, but I definitely know some people who are, and I have some knowledge and some things so I can connect you, you know, the best of my ability. I can, you know, people are motivated by my passion and want to ride with that. And I'm, I'm honored and, and appreciative and, you know, push that. So it's like, you know, um, are you inspired by what you're seeing, not only here in the Bay area, but I mean, all over the nation, in towns, cities, around the world. Are you inspired by that stuff? Yes, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm very inspired. I'm very proud, especially the young people out there that are standing up and, you know, it's activated. You know, they, they, they did, you know, they couldn't have did it at a worst, best time, you know, because it's like, Hey, Corona, we don't got nothing else going on really anyway, you know, per se. And it's like everybody could see it. And now it's summertime, you know, all the kids is out of school for real. Like, you know, uh, so it's like, this is going to, in my opinion, it's going to last at least through the summer. I mean, I've, I've, I've spoken and been in some meetings and heard some things to where, I know that, you know, it's going to be some people pushing at least to the end of the year, you know. So, uh, you know, some people aren't giving giving up. And, you know, there's a lot of people who want to have to pay homage, you know, I should have did it, to people who've been fighting this fight for years, their whole life, and, like, they're dedicated to this. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm cool, you know, I'm dope, I'm doing, I'm in my space. They got people who are, like, you know, them, Al Sharptons and just Jacksons, then Amos Browns, and even though they, you know, they have their flaws as well, you know, the the Obamas. Let me say that, that's what I should have said, Obama. Because <laughs> a mother dude, man, you know, you know, the people who have dedicated their life to making themselves better to help make their communities better. You know, I started after a ten year prison sentence. You know, so I, you know, I got to pay homage to those people. But as great as he is, you know, as much of an impact his presidency had on him becoming the first black president and all that, and, you know, police still choking dudes out. Police still shooting people in the back, killing them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, what what is needed? That's the only question I have. What is it going to take? Is it going to take everything to burn and rebuild. Like some of my friends have said, like it's going to take complete anarchy, you know, a, a burning down and a rebuilding of everything. Or is it going to, is what has happened enough? Because I have seen a lot of change. The mayor just implements some stuff, a lot of different cities, it's banning the chokehold, this is going down, that is going down. So some changes being made, and that's one of the main reasons why I support, per se, all the stuff that's going on, you know, 
I will say this. I was on the bridge the other day when they shut the bridge down. You know, I was in support of that. I wasn't uh, up there with them. I got caught in the back, but I probably would have been up there with them. I might have got arrested. I don't know. That's not really my role. That's their that's the, that's the role. My role is to support people. Like, you know, me and my organization, us first, we was on the bridge while everybody was stuck for hours. I had truck load full of water, snacks, hand sanitizer, masks. We were on the bridge. Somebody's got the footage. I got a few little pictures. Um, I actually took a, a black power fist picture. I went viral. You know, we were on there passing out waters and, and stuff like that. And that's, you know, that's the role I'm choosing to take up in, in, in this fight. You know, people don't realize that, you know, when you're in war, the people that take care of the soldiers are just as important as the soldiers. You know, those medics and the people making the food and the people washing the clothes, the people prepping, prepping the munitions and, the, and, 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 and gas for things like that. Those people are just as important because I know there's a lot of people you know, who got something to say. There's a lot of people who feel like they got something to do. And I pray and I hope that their uh, their longevity, you know, uh, is, is sincere and that, you know, they have it in them to sustain because, you know, like I've been saying a lot, like this is a marathon, you know, unfortunately. You know, I wish that we could snap our fingers and everything would be perfect and right, but but it's not. It's not going to be, and I don't know why it is, but I do know that it needs to change, that it needs to stop, and that you know it can't happen. Me and you are good friends, you know what I'm saying, and we are probably polar opposite as a motherfucker. <laughs> right, but doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah. You know? We all in this world together and we all need each other one way or the other. That was Uncle Damien. You can find him on Instagram at Uncle Damien Speaks and contact him at Uncle Damien Speaks at gmail.com. His group Us for Us is also on Instagram at us number four us. We'll continue running our episodes with black storytellers for the rest of this week. And we'll be back with new content starting next week. Music for Storied San Francisco is by Otis McDonald. Photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. The show is hosted and produced by me, Jeff Hunt. Thanks for listening. Stay strong, stay safe, and stay healthy. Stay healthy.